Let's give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. If you have something to praise him for, give him a praise. If he woke you up this morning, give him a praise. If you healed your body, give him a praise. If you put air in your lungs this morning, give him a praise. If you stepped into your household and ran out that demonic force, give him a praise. I thank you, thank you, thank you all of you for your love and your kindness that you always extended to me and my wife, uh, to Pastor Thompson and his lovely wife, the first lady of this house. I say hello and God bless you. Uh, I was kind of shocked this morning to see the Williams family here. Uh, good friends of ours. We've worshiped together before. Powerful man and woman of God. So it gave my heart great joy to see them today. And, and, and great joy to see all of you uh, today. Uh, uh, I, I give you... Uh, I give you a little bit of information. We have in a very, very distinctive individual fellowshipping with us today. You, how many of you know when the Lord takes something from you or takes someone from you that he replaces them? Okay. He replaces it to soothe that heart, mind, and soul at times. A, a, a few years ago, I lost my mother, and uh, as you all may know or can imagine, the loss, it's one thing losing a father. I don't know what it is about the guy, but when you lose a mother, something strikes you really heavy, and I was really burdened there for a very, very short period of time with the loss of my mother. The reason why I say that it was for a very, very short period of time, the Lord brought another woman into my life who took the place of my mother. And uh, she not only replaced my mother spiritually and act as my spiritual mother, but she also was one of my instructors at one time. So. We, we are blessed, and I'm not trying to disrespect her, so I look, I look at, you this, uh, at it this way. When some people don't like to be called old or older, but there is nothing wrong with a person being old or older. Usually age, the more you mature, the more wisdom, especially if you're in the word, you have. So I was really blessed in some of my studies by not only having one of the youngest instructors in your pastor, but I also have here today the, one of the oldest instructors, my spiritual mother, Elaine Johnson. Amen. Amen. Mama, we tell you constantly that we love you. My mother used to tell us, give me my flowers while I'm alive. And I used to think, I have to go out and buy me a bunch of flowers every time I come to see you. But no, she did not mean that. <laughs> she didn't mean that. Flowers represents love. It's, it, it represents peace, tranquility. And 
while I'm here, I'm going to give you your flowers as much as I can and as much as the Lord allow me to. Because truly, you are a gift to God. Also, too, I have to acknowledge my, my wife, who's here today. And uh, in his absence, I have to say something uh, in reference to my pastor, who I'm not fellowshipping with today, but my pastor, Bishop Lewis Payne, at the Word for World Community Church in Stewartstown, Pennsylvania. Um, you know, we are living in some trying times. We're, we're living in times that some of us, without reading the scripture, could never even imagine, especially some of the things that we see and we hear on a daily basis. Sometimes my wife and I, we we be holding conversation at home, and, and I'll say, can you believe? And then sometimes my wife would put me back in check and says, well, you know what the word says. Then there's been times she says, can you believe? And I have to look at her and says, well, <laughs> we have to remember what the word says. But. We know, those of us who study the word of God, we know what the Lord has told us, what will come to pass. But the only thing I can say these, time, these days and times is, can you believe? Can you believe in what's going on around us? Let me read something to you from 1 Corinthians 4.20. It's very, very short. First. Corinthians 4.20, and I'm going to read from the NIV. For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is the living by God's power. If I have to title this in any way, it's staying connected to the power source. Today, we need the power of the living God more than ever. We see it every day. We see it in our, on our jobs. We see it in, in, in our stores, our communities. We even see it in our household. We need to be in direct contact through prayer and in study. And I'm going to tell you something, one thing that I have learned that prayer, fasting, and study works. A lot of people saying all these preachers are going around talking about tithing. I'm telling you, I am one of the cheapest individuals <laughs> on the face of the earth. But when I put it in my heart, mind, and soul to start tithing, believe me, it works. Our church, we just got through, well, my wife and I was a week behind uh, uh, because we were sick. We had that cold or flu or something. It, it took weeks for us to get rid of it. So we were behind, but our church just went through, so if you hear my stomach growl, my church, we, we, we just went through a 21-day fast, okay? 
Uh, as you can see, I lost a few pounds, praise God. My pants are a little bunched up. But, <laughs> but during this time of fasting, during the course of the day, I had some time to spend with the Lord in prayer. And I'm not going to get into some of the things that happened, but you know when you stay in the word and stay in connection with the living God, the demons starts popping out on you. Anything that you attempt to do during the course of a day or during the course of a week, anything that you have planned to get done, these demons try to undo. I've had a very, very trying and stressful last week. But like I said, I'm not going to take up too much time, and I'm not even going to get into what happened. But I can tell you that through my fasting and my praying, the Lord worked it out, and it turned out much better than what we ever imagined. Prayer and study is important. A lot of people say, well, why would you talk about prayer, study, in church where folk are saved? Well, every fair, uh, I, I think it's fair for me to say that every person that is, calls themselves saved doesn't stay in prayer and in study. If you don't believe me, see some of the individuals that we work with. A lot of them are claiming to have Christ, but they're living totally opposite. A lot of them go to church every Sunday, but when they leave the church on Sunday, they go back to their old ways on Monday. There was a group some of us old folks might remember back in the 60s and early 70s called the Persuasions. And they used to have a song that they sang called Walk on the Wild Side. And in this song, they had a verse that said that there's one day of praying and six nights of fun. But your odds of getting to heaven are six to one. This is the type of society that we are involved with today. Today marks the 40th day of this new year. Last year in Baltimore, there were 309 unfortunate homicides. It's a matter of fact that each of the last five years in Baltimore, there were over 300 recorded homicides. Already this year, there have been 27 deaths in this city. We are living in a world where lawlessness, immoral lifestyles, perverted movies and TVs are making its way into some of our homes. While assaults and other crimes are at an all-time high, the family unity seems to be diminishing due to the lack of respect both in, in and out of our homes. We see the attempt of our government trying to decriminalize drugs and even prostitution while performing as if they belong to Barnum and Bailey Circus, acting as clowns while they're supposed to be doing the will of God. I say today, my brothers and sisters, we need to get connected with the living God. Family destruction through the lack of prayer. In-laws against each other. This can be found in Luke 12.53 and, and Micah 7.6. 
But in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, Paul gave us three examples that Christ is returning. Number one, he tells us that when we see man having the love for only himself, that's one. Number two, when we see the man have a thirst and a desire for the love of money, that's two. When he see that love, the love of pleasures and worldliness, that's number three. Today we are dealing with an evil, thoughtless society that is seemingly in the state of loss and absence of hope. The only hope that have that the only hope that we have is through repentance of our sins and with the exception acceptance of Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. We're dealing with a society that what was once good is now bad. And what used to be bad is now good. We have a society that took itself and flip-flopped. But how many of you today know that whatever Christ attempts to do, Satan does the opposite. He flip-flopped everything. He's making things look pleasurable to us today. And what we are doing, if we're not studying the word of God, what we're doing is sucking it in. The only hope that, like I said, we have is through repentance. We are seeing these prophecies being fulfilled before our eyes. And we're, as we watch Christians reject our heritage. And we are descending into a hellish bottomless pit of immorality. We as Christians should be constantly in prayer and in our Bible. The power of prayer does not flow from us. The power of prayer is not special words we say or the special way we say them or how even the way we say them. The power of prayer is not based on a certain direction that we face. The power of prayer is not a certain position of our bodies. The power of prayer does not come from the use of artifacts, beads, or even chanting. The only chant that we should have is in our little private closet chanting praises to the Lord that gave us life. We need to get rid of some of these demonic worldly things. We would know how to get rid of some of these demonic worldly things if we stay into the word. Because Satan does not want you to deal with the word. He'll put sleep before you. He'll put TV before you. He'll put your wife before you. He'll put your husband before you. He will put your kids before you. And the next thing you know, you are sinking, sinking, sinking until you hit that bottomless pit. They, the, the, the power of prayer starts with direct communication with God. Some people will say, well, why would you say that to a church congregation? Well, I say again, there's a lot of individuals that's not staying in direct communication with God. The power of prayer comes from a living God who hears our prayers and he answers them. He answers them, and I don't have the time to get into it, but I'm a living example. If you have known me some years back, you would look at me now and say, hey, the power of prayer works. The power of prayer works. 
prayer places us in direct contact with the one true God who is the power source of prayer. There are two conclusions about communication with God. Number one, the Bible states that God hears man, and man can be assured when he's in the right relationship with God and he speaks to God, God will hear them. How many individuals have you went up to and tried to explain a problem that you had? And guess what? They don't hear you. It goes in one ear and out the other. And if they heard you, there's nothing they can do for you. Number two, since the Bible is God's words, man can trust or be assured if he's in the right relationship and is reading and studying the Bible, he is literally hearing God's word because the Lord speaks through his word. Prayer is, uh, is a way to serve God, and it is the golden opportunity for us to glorify him. It's a golden opportunity for us to praise him. We have to praise him because he is basically all we have. He gives us air to breathe. He put food on that table. He put a roof over our heads. He gave us a car to ride in. If you don't have a car, he gave you a transpass. If he didn't give you a transpass, he gave you two feet to walk on. If you don't, he took two feet away from you, he gave you a wheelchair. God will provide. He will provide. First Thessalonians 5.18 teaches us that prayer helps to overcome. A lot of us, we break down and start crying and don't know where this is going to be straightened out or how is it going to be straightened out. That's because of the simple fact we don't know how to overcome. The way you overcome is through prayer. The way you overcome is through study. The way you overcome is to make the connection, the direct connection to the living God who is the power source. Why should we pray? We should pray because we're commanded to pray by God. Why should we pray? Because it gives God the glory that he deserves. Why should we pray? It helps us to overcome. Why should we, uh, why should we pray? Because it delivers our request, it delivers our request directly to him. We don't have to go through FedEx. We don't have to go through UPS. We don't have to ship it through the United States mail. We could send our letters and our messages and our requests directly to him, and he will receive it on time. We need the power of prayer for understanding spiritual growth and unity with God. A lot of us have been saved for so many years, and we're stunned. Our growth has been stunted because of the simple fact we didn't know how to tap into that power source, that power source that will make you mature and make you grow in the living God. Prayer doesn't change God. Some of us pray we want that prayer to change God. No, when you pray right, that prayer that you send changes the individuals that's praying. It doesn't change God. In the book of James 4, 8, it says, draw near to God and he will draw nearer to you. Three ways to have a right relationship with God for a healthy communication line. And please forgive me for not wearing my red today, but I'll tell you this, just imagine that I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. So I have on my red today. But three ways to have the right relationship with God for a healthy communication line 
is number one, turning from sin and repentance. Number two, a righteous life. That kind of sometimes can be hard. Sometimes somebody might come along and step on our little spiritual toes, and we want to give them a piece of our mind. But if we study and stay in the Word of God, we will know how to deal with that, sex, uh, that situation in a peaceful, loving manner. The third way is to pray with a humble heart. That's so important, praying with a humble heart. Prayer is speaking from a humble heart to our Father, and in return, God speaks to us through his living word, guiding us and leading us by the Holy Spirit. It's one thing to get on your knees. It's one thing to stand in the corner. It's one thing to be in your bathroom sitting down with a newspaper. And if you say a few words to God, if it's not sincere and if it's not humble, it's a waste of time. I can't see approaching my God with a non-humble heart and expect a humble, loving answer. Today, we have an overabundance of technology. I think the last time I was here, we talked about technology. But today, we have cell phones and iPads and computers, TVs that act as computers, and some of this stuff, some of us older folk don't even know how to use. Some time ago, I was blessed with a widescreen TV, and the only thing I could do is turn it on, turn it off, and change the channel. It's technology. We have computers now that does all sorts of things. We have GPS, not only on the phones, but in our cars. We have cars that park and brakes themselves. You know, I saw a cartoon one time, we said even have baby dolls that runs the temperature. But I tell you this, no matter what technology has to offer, that technology is useless without a power source. If we don't charge or tap into a power source, with these, uh, with, the, with these things, no matter how advanced the technology is, there will come a time when that device is useless. Our lives are like these devices. If we don't connect our daily lives to a living power source, which is Christ Jesus, our lives are useless. Our lives won't have no value, none whatsoever for the kingdom. Some of our children that we raised and gave, well, gave birth and raised and clothed and gave aid and sickness. My mama used to call walking the floor and fed and put through school. They won't even remember you today. They won't even remember your birthday, Father's Day or Mother's Day. Or even take some small valuable time to sit with you. But just as soon as they are in need of something, the phone will ring or you'll get a surprise visit. Many times we don't think of praying until we need or want something. We tend to want God to serve us and never think about serving him. Some of us don't use the phone very much, but only, we want, well, only when we want to get something or, we, or need an answer. And the same, it's the same in our prayer lives. We can only call on God when we're in a bind or when we want something. We need to stop that. We need to stop that because that's treating him as a part-time father. We have a full-time father. 
a full-time father that gave his life so we may live. And we should be given all the time directly to him because he is the power source. How is it that some of us can't go through a day without being connected to a phone, but never think about being disconnected in their prayer lives from God? There's something wrong with this picture. Our lives are so much like our cell phones. No matter how much we can do with that phone, no matter how much information it gives, no matter how much we rely on that phone, if it's not connected to the true power source, the device is useless. Our eyes are like these cell phones. If we're not connected to that daily power source, our lives, again, I say, are useless. The reason why so much is happening in this world is because society is not tapped into the proper power source. Their connection is bad. We're making connections to the wrong things, things that divert power and will eventually create problems in our lives. I remember uh, some years back, I was so excited, I went out and bought me a 64 Chevy Impala, black and white. Uh, you couldn't tell me anything. But I came to, it came to a, prom, a time where I needed a battery. Being my first car, I didn't too much know about cars, so I went to Pep Boys and got the battery for the car. And those who know anything about positive and negative power, I put the battery in backwards, <laughs> connect the cables, and what do you know? The whole car electrical system shorted out. It's shorted out, why? Because I made the wrong connection. And when I made the wrong connection and my car had no value, it had no purpose, it couldn't run anymore, it, couldn't, it, it didn't have no functional use. That's the way we are in our life with Christ. Another time, I was my first house that I had in Philadelphia, I went and one night I decided I wanted to change the outlet in the kitchen. I go to the outlet and I stick a screwdriver in there and next thing you know, a zap came across. Once the zap came across, all of a sudden, every light in the house blew out. I ran down to the basement to the circuit breaker. The circuit breaker was smoking. Next thing you know, I'm in darkness. Not in light, but I'm in darkness. Why? Because I made the wrong connection, tapped into the wrong source, created a problem for myself, and now there I was sitting in darkness. I created a problem for myself. <laughs> Just as each day or night before we go to bed, we take that cell phone and we connect it to the charger, which is its power source. We should be charging our lives with the power of prayer and with Jesus Christ as the source every day, if not more. How are we to sustain communication with the living God if we're not connected in prayer and in praise? Just as we seek answers, hold conversations, seek directions on our phones, we should be seeking answers and holding conversations and seeking directions from a living God, a God who will never die on you, who is the source power that is always available to you, and a power 
that is free because he played, paid with his blood. I can tell you this. That's one bill I'm so happy that he paid for. I ask you this, whether you're with Sprint or Verizon, let's see if they'll pay for your bill. <laughs> I'm told that the information in computers is only as good as what's put in it. But God's word is truth. God's word is infinite. It's life-saving and filled with power. Power that can be ours just by tapping in to that power source correctly. The power cord of that phone charger support that electrical device. Uh, uh, we as children of God, our cord is Christ, who is the connection that gives power. The only way to stay charged with the power of Christ is to stay connected to him. Stay in prayer. Stay in communication. Keep giving him his due praise daily. There's so many things and so many people that we are praising on a daily basis, and they can't do a thing for you. Just as that person that's sitting next to you right now, they cannot put you or take you away in a heaven or a hell. They, we are no different from one another, and what we should do is pay our main focus on the power to be. The, 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 on, these, uh, uh, on these phones and devices, we are experiencing spam. Now, I noticed since I retired uh, one year ago, I'll be home during the day, and all day long, my phone don't do nothing but ring, ring, ring. We got spam calls. We got telemarketers. We got people that just don't say anything. We got people that claim to be from the IRS. We got people that claims that I have money due to me from the electric company. They're all scams. They're all hustle. But I'm going to tell you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that God is no hustle. We must be in prayer, asking the Lord protection and having the spam taken from our lives, having the Lord remove all viruses in our lives, making us strong and powerful. I know that God wants us to pray. He wants us to, to be an answer to prayer. He wants us to be a walking and talking example of what prayer can do. Why do I praise God? I praise God because he died for me. I praise God because he saved me. I praise God because I was lost, but now I'm found. I'm blind, but now I see. I praise God because he answers in truth. I praise God because he's the source of power. I praise God because he delivers abundantly. I praise God because he divides the light from the darkness. I praise God because he communicates both day and night. I praise God because his power never turned off. I praise, and praise and communicate with God just for who he is because he's the power source of my life. It, it's amazing. It's truly amazing on how some of us fear man and what man may think of us. But yet, we're fearing man and worrying about what he think about us when we don't fear the living God. We're afraid of what man may see, but we never think that God sees all. Proverbs 29, 25 teaches that 
the fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. We stay connected. We stay connected to the power of God through prayer. We can escape that snare, that lure, that trap that Satan's used so well. Jeremiah 5.26 teaches that Satan will set a trap for man. He only can set a trap, though, if you let him. And the only way you can prevent it is by staying in prayer and staying in the word. It's a worldly saying if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. I say if you don't stand on the word and stay in prayer, you'll fall for Satan's trap. Prayer is essential, especially when we've seen the world's problems today. We need power to overcome that problem. We need to tap into the power with prayer. My Bible tells me in Nehemiah 9.30 that our Lord is great and he is mighty and awesome. How can we not want to be trapped or be tapped into such a power? A power that would take you through trials. A power that would take you through tribulations. A power that would take you through a job that was lost. A power that would take you through a troubled marriage. A power that would take you through bankruptcy. A power that would take you through illness. A power that would take you through persecution. A power that will deal with the persecutor. A power that will provide all your needs. And a power that will make a way out of no way. Through Christ Jesus, we can do all things if we stay connected to the power source. I ask you this morning, my brothers and sisters of Christ, are you properly corrected into the power source? Are you walking around with a short in your life? Are you walking around creating sparks that will blacken your days and blacken your nights darker than what it is? When you know that you can tap into a strong power source, you don't need BGNE to be saved. You don't need gas and electric. You don't need the thunder and lightning or a kite with a key on the end of it. What we need is the breathing, living word of God as the power source of our life. If he's your power source, I ask you to stand up and give him a praise. Father, we thank you, dear Lord, for this opportunity, dear Heavenly Father, to speak on your word, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for what you've shown us, dear Lord, what you've given us, dear Lord. And we ask you, dear Heavenly Father, to, to strengthen our lives, dear Heavenly Father, strengthen our hearts and minds, dear Lord. Give us, dear Heavenly Father, wisdom, dear Lord. Make us aware, dear Heavenly Father, that we need to be connected to you, dear Lord, for you are the only true power, dear Heavenly Father, that we have. There's a lot of problems that a lot of us have, dear Lord, but we have those problems because of the simple fact we're not connected right, dear Lord. But dear Heavenly Father, I ask my, my, with myself included, dear Lord, to be the power source of my life, dear Lord. Give me the strength in you, dear Heavenly Father. May I make the right connections, dear Heavenly Father, through your words, dear Heavenly Father. May I be able to live, dear Heavenly Father, as you want me to live, dear Lord, where someone can just walk up to me and, dear Heavenly Father, look at me and know that there's a power coming from 
me, dear Lord, that could spread onto them. So we give you all the great praise, dear Heavenly Father, this morning. We give you all the glory, dear Father. We give you all the honor, dear Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.